welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the definitive show on Airbnb hosting, featuring the best advice on how to maximize profits from your Airbnb listing, as well as real-life experiences from Airbnb hosts all over the world. Welcome. Get paid for your pad. 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 Before learning about Aviva IQ, I used to spend so much time managing my guest communications manually. Now, with Aviva IQ's easy-to-use automated service, my workload has reduced by 80%. Did I mention it's free? Automate your Airbnb messages now at www.avivaiq.com. Welcome, everybody, from sunny Paris. Another episode of Get Paid for Your Pet, co-hosted together with president of Hostly, David Jacobi. David, how's it going? Hey Jasper, what's going on? It's uh it's pretty sweet here in Paris, I have to say. But I had a slight panic today when I realized that the Airbnb that I'm staying at had no working Wi-Fi. Nice. Which is uh which is uh, kind of challenging because uh in order to record this podcast, uh Wi-Fi is quite important. So I uh, I've been basically walking around the city trying to find a good spot to record this podcast. And then when I finally came to the conclusion that uh, it wasn't going to happen, my friend Pierre, who's a founder of Smart B&B, he uh, happened to be in Paris and he offered to record for me to record this podcast at his place. So Pierre to the rescue. All right, Pierre, way to go. So Jasper, I assume your Airbnb listing said it had Wi-Fi. So what are you going to say in the review? Well, you know what? It's not really the host's fault because I'm actually staying with a friend and and she said that the listing has Wi-Fi, but I'll, I actually double-checked and it's not mentioned there. So I think uh, I think she just assumed. Right. And I kind of assumed that there, there would be Wi-Fi too because, you know, it's Paris. <laughs> but anyway, I'm happy that Pierre provided uh, his uh, Wi-Fi capabilities to me. And by the way, if you uh, if you haven't heard of Smart B&B, it's a, it's a really cool app. So uh, you can go and check it out. But uh, let's uh, talk about the news. What do you what do you think is most interesting? Uh, well, it seems like there's a big push as always this year, and another article from T News on instant bookings. Shall we start off with that? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So it mentions how in the first quarter of 2016, a year ago, uh, their Airbnb inventory was close to 2 million listings, of which uh, about 460,000, so almost a quarter, uh, were instantly bookable. And fast forward a year later, and it's almost a million listings that are uh, bookable by instant instant booking. Yeah, it's interesting because you know if you I don't know if you use Instant Book yourself, but um, I was playing around with it because there there was a some uncertainty around what the policy is with regards to cancellations. Uh, 
And so I played around with it a little bit and, and looked into the, the support section of Airbnb. And I mean, they make it pretty hard to turn it off. First of all, like if you want to turn off instant booking, they, you know, you get like free pop-ups saying like, are you sure you're going to lose all these perks? <laughs> and, and, you know, they really don't want you to turn it off. So, yeah, I'm not surprised that the number has grown a lot. But the, uh, there was some slight confusion about the the number of times that you are allowed to cancel as an Airbnb instant book host. So on the website, it's only mentioned that you are allowed to cancel an instant booking as a host if you don't feel comfortable with the particular guest that has booked. But it doesn't mention how often. And one of the members in my uh, Facebook group which is also called uh, Get Paid for Your Pad, where we have about 600 members or so, uh, which is open uh, to new members if you want to join. But we had a discussion there, and one of the members said that you can only cancel three times. This is not mentioned on the Airbnb website, but I contacted support, and it turned out this is true. As a host, you can you can cancel free instant book reservations. If you want to cancel thereafter, you have to contact Airbnb, and it's up to... Uh, it's up to Airbnb whether they'll allow you to cancel or not. Well, I'm not sure I understand that because if you need to cancel, you need to cancel. Does it have to do more about counting to your uh, super host status or if you need to cancel more than three times, they'll just take off your listing and you'll be blocked? Yeah. So let me clarify what what it means is that I should have said cancel penalty free. So as a if you use instant booked and you get an instant booking, you're allowed to cancel it three times without incurring any penalties, which means that you won't lose your super host status. You don't have to pay a fine because normally when you cancel a reservation, if you cancel it more than once every six months, you get a penalty. Like Airbnb charges you a fee uh, to cancel a reservation as a host. So it's a, it's a little complicated, but you know, to kind of summarize it as an, as a host, you can, if you use instant book, you can cancel a reservation three times penalty free. And after that, you have to contact Airbnb versus if you don't use instant booked, then you, you can never cancel penalty free. If you cancel one time, you automatically will not qualify for super host status within the next year. And you might get a penalty too. Uh, yeah, there's a, a big trend on all platforms, too, for instant booking. It talks about how Booking.com, 100% of their properties are instant booking. So you, if you're going to list there, you need to uh, be ready to take the reservation immediately. And I think a lot of this really has to do with Expedia buying HomeAway. And when you go to Expedia, if you want a hotel, of course, you can book instantly. And Expedia is trying to incorporate home away listings with their general searches. So you can search for a hotel or search for a vacation rental and instant book any of them uh, when you want. So a lot has to do with that. So Airbnb is trying to keep up and increase their instant bookings that way. Uh, they're putting it a priority in searches. Uh, you can filter by instant bookings. Uh, when there's new listings that come on board, that's kind of the default, uh, having instant booking turned on. So that's just where the general trend is going whether hosts uh, want that or not. Yeah, and there's uh, there's some other signs that Airbnb is really making a push to make its platform more user-friendly um, because in Italy right now, they're testing a, a new system where the host gets charged a higher fee when using one of the stricter cancellation policies. So normally, hosts get 
charge 3% for Airbnb bookings. But now in Italy, if you use a moderate policy, you get charged 4%. And if you use a strict cancellation policy, you get charged 5%. So, you know, this is also another... Uh, I don't know if, if they're going to roll it out, uh, you know, worldwide, but I wouldn't be surprised if they do because it's a, it's, it's the same type of push towards making the platform more user friendly by, by punishing hosts, by charging them more for the less user friendly cancellation policies. Um, they're essentially, you know, trying to create a platform that's more user friendly. Uh, more user friendly for the guests, that is, but that is uh, possibly exactly. less <laughs> less user friendly for the hosts and uh, less appealing because many hosts only have you know one extra bedroom or or, or one vacation rental and uh, they rely on those reservations. And unlike a hotel, if you got a last minute cancellation, it's not that big a deal for a hotel, but it is a big deal for hosts. So yep. we'll see how that turns out. Well, there's a lot of resistance from the from the host community in Italy. I've seen on the forums. I've seen hosts. Uh, uh, posting stuff like help the Italian hosts because, uh, you know, Airbnb is charging these higher fees. And, uh, I, yeah, I get it. I mean, I have some members in, uh, in my Facebook group too, who are, who've been hosting for a very long time and they, you know, they can, they use the strict policy because they get, they get enough bookings anyway. So, you know, they, they really like the strict policy. So I can definitely see that there will be resistance from hosts. But at the same time, I think it's you know, overall, I think it's a good thing because, you know, the more, the more friendly it is Airbnb for, for the users as in the guests, I know the more guests that will, the more people will join the platform, which eventually is, is in the, the host's interest as well, you know. Uh, one thing that's also interesting with the instant booking earlier in the year, and actually it's been an ongoing thing, Airbnb's battle against discrimination and being more inclusive and making sure people can stay anywhere. One thing that they're able to <laughs> leverage is <laughs> in encouraging the instant booking, turning instant booking on, and that decreases any uh, any sort of discrimination that a host might have if there's instant booking. So in the almost in the guise of we are more inclusive and we want to put some, uh, you know, regulations in place or support in place to let anyone stay anywhere. It's really, it's another way for them to increase the amount of instant bookings that they have, which is a big focus of theirs. Right. That's, you know, it's actually funny because going back to my, uh, my Wi-Fi problem of today, I've actually gone ahead and booked another Airbnb listing for tomorrow. Just in case I wouldn't be able to get Wi-Fi, I figured at least I'll have some Wi-Fi tomorrow. So tomorrow I have another Airbnb and I'm only going to go there to work basically. But uh, while I was searching for another Airbnb to stay at, I came across a listing that was very close where I'm staying and looked really nice. So I was about to book it and then I read in the description, it said, female only. If you're a man, mm. please don't book. Interesting. <laughs> but but it was the instant booking uh, feature was turned on. So, you know, I guess uh, I, I did book it because I guess, you know, I'm a man. So <laughs> if, I'm not, if I'm not welcome, then, uh, then I'll book somewhere else. But I guess that's not really in line with Airbnb's uh, policy. Yeah, it's uh, an ongoing challenge to balance the hosts and who they feel safe with while also at the same time being inclusive of everyone. Exactly. Hosts, if you're anything like me, you have multiple standard messages you send to every guest. I used to copy paste those messages every time I had a new guest, but then I learned about Aviva IQ and I'm an absolute fan. 
I copied my repeatable messages into Aviva IQ and told it when I want each message to be delivered. Now, all my guests get personalized check-in messages and personalized check-out messages at the exact time I want them to, automatically. I also use Aviva IQ to send a message to guests when a vacancy exists after their scheduled checkout day and invite them to stay longer. It's amazing how it's turned into free money for me on multiple occasions already. So sign up for free at www.avivaiq.com. You'll be glad you did. All right, let's move on to Airbnb's April's Fool's Joke. What do you, you think about that? Yes, I thought it was pretty funny. It, it took me by surprise at first. It took me a second to realize. So uh, what the joke was, uh, was a humanless host. So it basically shows a robot as the host. And as we uh, hear all about Uber and their driverless cars and things <laughs> moving, getting, getting people out of things, uh, it's not out of the realm of possibility. But then you, you realize as you start watching their video, it's a pretty, pretty funny joke about having a robot essentially taking care of people and going surfing with them and going in the water and going to parties. And it's a fun video. Just search uh, humanless host Airbnb and it'll pop up. Yeah, and initially I figure that yeah, I probably would have fallen for it, but then when you look at the website and you see this this guy with a this funny box on, on his head, then you kind of, that kind of gives it away, right? I mean, it's it's a little bit too ridiculous to be true. Yes, I like at the end how they say prefer old-fashioned human hospitality, find your host and then that takes <laughs> you to Yeah. Exactly. But it's uh yeah, it's definitely pretty funny. Um, let's uh, move on to another article. I'll quickly mention this. It was a funny article in uh, uh, CBC News Toronto uh, about the guy who who had $21,000 worth of items stolen by Ooh. guests. $21,000. Yeah, and the first thing com- what that comes to my mind when I read that is, you know, who has $21,000 worth <laughs> of stuff in their house? I mean, I don't even own... You know, five thousand dollars worth of stuff, probably. Now, I'm, you know, maybe a bit of an exception, but wow, that's that's. I mean, that's a lot of expensive stuff. Like, if you have that much expensive stuff, I imagine you'd lock it up or something, or you know, store it somewhere, or at least put it in a, in in a closet that's locked or something like that. But this host um, had all the the money reimbursed by Airbnb. But what do you think about that? Among the stolen items that, were iPads. Yeah, did they give some examples? Go on. Yeah, yeah, iPads, iPhones. Uh, I mean, if I rent my my room on Airbnb, which you know I rent out my house, but I'm never there. So, I, but I mean, you know, you leave uh, your iPad and two iPhones. I mean, it's, it seems a bit strange to me. Uh, yes. Uh, and this is actually some stuff that I need to be dealing with on a personal note because exciting news. I just got my first home away reservation. I've decided to not put all my eggs in one basket on Airbnb and try to diversify a little bit. And one thing that's good about Airbnb is because of their insurance that covers you. And I've heard different stories. I've heard some sob stories about how their homes got 
ruined and, and Airbnb didn't fully cover things. Uh, so it's great to hear this article that Airbnb is actually picking up the check of the 21,000. But uh, Airbnb is unique that way as a listing platform by covering you. Most other listing platforms, you're they're just a platform and you're as a business owner, you're responsible to um, to have coverage. And there's really two types of coverages that uh, you need to be looking out for. One is liability. So if someone trips and falls and wants to sue you, because of that. And then the other, of course, is damage uh, to the home itself. If they break your TV or break your refrigerator or, or, you know, break your home. So you need to be careful when you're looking at insurance policies about both of them. Airbnb, they started off originally just covering damage. And there was a famous incident a few years ago where a guy complained about their home being destroyed and Airbnb did nothing. And uh, Brian Chesky had a good hard look in the mirror about what kind of company he wants to have and what kind of values he wants to have. And he started offering that insurance, added that on. Uh, and originally that was just for damage. Uh, and since then, they've also added liability as well. So that's pretty cool. Additionally, there's two types of insurances, both not just the liability and the damage, but one is just a rider where as a homeowner, you already have or a renter, you already have your normal insurance. And this is specifically on top of it for short term rental. And then there's other kinds of insurance where it completely replaces the current homeowner's insurance you have. And you get a new total homeowner's insurance policy that also has short term rentals. So there's a lot of moving parts that you need to look into it if you list uh, beyond Airbnb. Uh, some companies out there, CBiz was the most famous one, and they partnered with HomeAway. Uh, and that really replaces your whole homeowner's insurance policy. And then there's some other ones out there like Comet Insurance, uh, and then Proper and Propel, P-R-O-P-E-R, uh, P-R-O-P-E-L, uh, two different policies. And, and a bunch more keep coming up now. It's getting to be a pretty popular industry. What kind of uh, premium are you paying for those type of insurances? Uh, it really ranges. So there's some where you only need to pay like 35 bucks a month and it's real kind of lightweight and it's on top of your already existing homeowner's insurance. And then there's other ones that I mentioned that like replace your whole policy and that's like a few thousand bucks. Okay. And that's, wait, that's per month? Uh, no, that's per year. Okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say a couple thousand dollars per month sounds like a bit pricey. Right. Yes. <laughs> All right, that's uh, that's good information. That's good to know. There's uh, two more articles that I want to mention, and they're kind of a little bit contradictionary, I think. <laughs> well, first of all, there's an article in the Vegas. Are you in making up words again? There. Wait, did I make up a word? I don't know. Contradictionary. Isn't that a word? <laughs> Contradictory. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, thanks for thanks for the lang language uh, lesson. Um, Contra nah, I, I already forgot. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna <laughs> say on. it anymore. But anyway, uh, in the in the Vegas Incorporate, there there's an article that uh, talks about the growth of Airbnb. It talks about how in Nevada, in 2016, there was a, an increase of 151 percent year in year growth of the total amount of visitors, which was 341,000 in 2016. And they mentioned some other states as well. And across the board, the percentages are all you know, somewhere around the 100 to 150 mark, which uh, which basically is, is more than double. So it means that Airbnb is, is still growing very fast. But then there's another article that I found on barons.com. Uh, it's a very short article, but it talks about 
how Airbnb might not be so disruptive as a lot of people think. Um, they say that uh, HomeAway, the site that you've just started listing on, for example, uh, hasn't really had a lot of trouble, um, you know, keeping up with their amount of listings. So it seems like Airbnb is not really stealing any any listings away from from HomeAway or or some of the other uh, platforms, such as Booking.com as well. So it's just kind of interesting because if Airbnb is growing that quickly and, you know, the, the other websites aren't really seeing any of their members leave, then you, you know, you wonder where, where all the Airbnb bookings coming from because the hotel in the hotel industry is worldwide. They're also not really seeing any negative effects. I think, um, I've looked into this before. So it seems like Airbnb is kind of creating some extra, extra travel demand. Uh, yes, uh, I think they're opening up a bigger piece of the pie for travel in general, where people who hadn't thought about traveling now they think they can afford to. Uh, previously, it was too expensive, and they're specifically going to Airbnb first. Uh, also, many of the listings that were originally on HomeAway and other platforms that were around before Airbnb, they're starting to duplicate the listing and, and listing on Airbnb and all the platforms out there, uh, taking a page out of uh, your friend Matt. Landau, who I know was on your show before, talks about uh, individuals, you know, having their own business and really trying to be platform agnostic and listing on multiple platforms and listing on their own website. Uh, so you see multiple listings, um, the same listing on multiple platforms pretty, pretty commonly. Uh, I think also one thing that they're with this increase and as they keep moving forward, yeah, you hear talk about them working more with property managers and with real estate development companies where more and more units that are being made are specifically Airbnb friendly and short term rental friendly. And this is a way for certain uh, new units to actually charge higher rents to the people that they're they're trying to get by saying we are Airbnb friendly. So when you travel, you can make money by renting out your place. Uh, so there was a backlash on on one place where many homeowner, many apartment buildings don't want Airbnb. But I think it's starting to swing the other way now too. So more forward thinking uh, property managers are being Airbnb friendly and, and trying to increase those bookings. Right. Yeah, that's interesting. I remember I recorded an episode with uh, Diego Correa from Buenos Aires. It was one of the first episodes, you know, it's been like over two years ago, but he was one of the first people that I heard of who was actively seeking landlords and trying to convince them to allow him to do Airbnb. And one of the, one of the, the things, one of the carrots that he p would put in, fr in front of the landlords was, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm happy to pay a, a little bit extra for your place if you allow me to rent it out in Airbnb. And. You know, I think it's, it's taken some time for landlords and and real estate companies to uh, to see the value of, of Airbnb, but I think it makes total sense because not only can you charge more for your apartment if you if you allow Airbnb, but also, you know, if, as a host, it's very important to keep your apartment very clean and very well maintained, yes. right, yes. in order to uh, to run a mm -hmm. successful Airbnb business. So it's also that's also in the interest of the landlord, I would think. Absolutely. Exactly right. I know a, a landlord here in San Francisco, actually, who's uh, very much involved in the all the short term rental politics here and says that they like their tenants renting out on Airbnb because exactly as you said, people who rent it out keep their place a lot cleaner. It's in a lot better shape. Uh, it's clean more regularly. Things are fixed quickly. And also he likes the stability and he doesn't like having turnover uh, in his units. And this helps people afford to stay in their home. Yeah, that makes a little sense.
Awesome. Well, there's one more thing I, I want to mention before uh, before we quit this uh, episode. Uh, I've been working in the last few weeks. I found this this really cool app called, called Outgrow, and you can use it to create quizzes and calculators. So I figured I, I'd give it a go, and I created this thing called um, Airbnb Listening Check, where you can you can take a three minute test. It's only nine questions, and you get some questions, and you just answer them, and then you get a little report with some recommendations on how you could potentially improve, make some improvements to your Airbnb listing. Uh, I believe you actually took it, David, didn't you? I love it. It was very helpful. Got a few good tips. And also, thanks for uh, the plug on Hostfully there. Every, everyone definitely needs to have a beautiful digital guidebook to their guests. So uh, thanks for <laughs> including that as part of your questions. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, for sure. So, yeah, if, you, if, if you're interested in taking this test, I think it's pretty fun. It takes a few minutes and, you know, you probably learn a thing or two. Just go to getpaidforyourpad.com. I've put it on the front page. And uh, I've had uh, I've had about 50 people take it so far, and, and uh, most of the feedback was very positive. So I'm pretty excited to see what uh, what other people think and have more people uh, take the test. And you know, please uh, go ahead and and, and uh, respond to uh, to my email. You, you'll get an email with the results. And I'm happy to to get some feedback from people and uh, you know to know what people think and to also uh, to uh, to improve it. So um, so with that. Uh, I think we've come to the end of uh, this episode, David. All right. It's been great, Jasper. Unless you have something something really important that you want to share. I I don't think so. I'll save it for next time. Okay. What about in, you told me in May, there's, there's a fair Uh, going on. Well, sure. It's it's local to the Bay Area, but uh, we have the Home Sharers Democratic Club. Uh, we are an official chapter of the San Francisco Democratic Party chartered organization. Uh, we are having a trade fair on May 18th. So we already have uh, about 15 vendors confirmed. Uh, and this is a, really a benefit for hosts just to learn about all the tools out there uh, to help them be better hosts, ranging from Aviva IQ and their messaging platform to partnerships. Party Squasher uh, to, of course, bookings platforms, uh, Airbnb, they're going to sponsor food. Uh, but HomeAway is also a big sponsor as well. It was important that we have uh, multiple platforms. Uh, we're talking to some other platforms, too, that'll be here. And uh, not only here for May 18th in San Francisco, but this seems pretty cool that it's popping up in a few different places. I know it. I think this month in April, there is an event in Portland uh, where they're having not just a trade fair, but like a mini one day conference with some uh, breakout sessions, some seminars, some best practices as well. And I know the folks at Lastra down in Southern California and Los Angeles area, uh, they're having a trade fair type event coming up too. So it's pretty cool to see all these different cities, not just relying on the Airbnb open, especially for those who haven't heard, uh, Airbnb open is not happening this year in 2017. They sent a note out saying they're going to resume in 2018. Uh, So all these little communities are kind of getting together and getting vendors together to really support each other and learn how to be better hosts. Absolutely. That's very cool. And if I can make it, uh, I'll definitely uh, be there in May if I don't have other important things to do. We can do a live show from the event. That'd be great, Jasper. (laughs) All right, David. uh, It was a a pleasure, as always, to host this episode with you. And uh, I look forward to the next one. All right. Thanks, Jasper. And for all the listeners, thanks for listening. And uh, see you next time. Bye-bye.
Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet.